0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It is the Better Up Podcast, and as we sit here on the night of the 22nd of June... This will probably drop sometime later tonight or early in the morning, depending on when you listen to it. But we are basically in the infancy of the statement that came out about, oh, 10, 20 minutes ago from Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball after the Players Association rejected another proposal that had been kind of reworked since the weekend. It was a 60-game proposal. Universal DH for two years, $25 million in playoff pools, $33 million in forgiven salaries is all from the league, and also overall earnings of 104% prorated salary, and also rejecting the expanded postseason. And still, the players come out and they say, you know what, no, we'd rather just have you impose a season so that we can file a grievance. And that, to me, is a signaling of... All of the approval from the court of public opinion that was in the player's end, it's all gone away. We say hello to Joe Patrick. Hello, Joe Patrick. Hi, Will. How are you doing in this evening? Oh, I'm just fired up, baby. Hello, Caleb Johnson. <laughs> Meh, what's up? It... Am I, am I not alone here when I look at this, and I think you, all three of us have probably looked at this in the same way, that the owners kind of seem like they were mostly to blame for this whole thing. But right now, like I said before, when we had been talking about this for so many weeks, no one's going to care at the end of this who was on what side. If the sword is in the hands of the owners, it doesn't matter because when it comes to the complete dismantling of a game that we love, the blood is on everybody's hands, Joe Patrick. Yeah,
1: it really is. I don't think there is one side. I mean, I don't know. Like, sure, yeah, you can blame the owners for not wanting to pay a certain amount of money. Um, I think there's also blame to be had for the players who have been very, very stubborn in this. And at point, I'm not, I'm not so upset with the players about their general stubbornness in wanting to get something a, a specific. Thing out of this negotiation, but it's been the tone of uh, the negotiations as a whole that has really kind of been off-putting, where it's like they they just like flat-out reject things, and it's kind of been a little bit stifling. That's kind of, I guess, the the feeling I've had um, when I see kind of how the players have... And, and Tony Clark is really kind of, uh, as, the, as the Players Association chief, has kind of really set that tone. Uh, it's just... Gross. It's just really gross. You know, like I, I, I think I tweeted something not tonight, but it was it was a, a, week or so back when we had bad news, and it reminded me of like um when Cersei blows up the Sept in uh, in Game of Thrones, yeah. Where it's just and it's just like both these sides, it's like it, it's like warfare between them, and and the they're laying waste to. Everything that they've created together, being the sport of baseball, the fans that passionately follow them, and that's just what I feel bad for. I just feel bad for all the collateral damage that's been left by these two sides just duking it out in this thing. And again, I think that there's there's some points I agree with, some I disagree with on both sides. But it's just a it's just an utter shame. I don't I don't really I it's really hard for me to talk about, to be perfectly honest. CJ. I don't want to
3: be here. It's honestly kind of that's it's where I've where I've gone now I don't want to be here I don't care anymore look I'll go watch some other sport honestly if we're if we're doing all of this I'll go watch something else because honestly we have gotten to the point where throughout the last few weeks Trevor Bauer is the voice of reason. Amongst all of these things. Like, Ironic. he's the one. Yeah, he's the one speaking up, making the most sense. Because here's the the big thing. Everybody, and you Will included, want to be mad at the players right now. I'm not mad at the players right now. I don't care. There was no way they were going to accept this deal. Uh, 33 to 5. Yeah, everybody knew when this deal was proposed that the players weren't interested in because it still doesn't get back to the point that they were held hostage and are continuing to be held hostage, missing out on games that the owners don't want to play. Trevor Bauer tweeted out earlier this evening, when the players said when and where, which is a big phrase that all the players have kind of been tweeting out and and putting on their Instagram and everybody runs with it, saying, all right, well, the players said when and where, so whatever deal the uh the owners throw up them they're just going to accept no, no 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 no. that's not what they're talking about Trevor Bauer says when players said when and where it was in reference to proposals Major League Baseball had made that were deemed dead on arrival by saying when and where players asked Rob Manfred to implement a season due to the belief that any further proposals would be simply wasting time which they are Instead of implementing a season, Major League Baseball made another proposer proposal. So neither side is really right or wrong. This is just a separate conversation.
2: That was what that was what Trevor Bauer had to say. But that's I mean that's that's where but, we're at. But doesn't Caleb, doesn't that come across as disingenuous and intentionally misleading like tell us when and where really all that means is impose a season so we can be waiting for you at home plate when you exchange lineup cards with a one billion dollar grievance in your hands like is that not why would they disingenuous thing in the world why would they not do
3: that look they have been robbed of 50 plus games so why why would they be like oh you know what owners i know you screwed us but let's we'll let you screw us again and we'll agree to a deal. Like, no, they might as well, if the agreement was going to be for 60 games and now the enforcement by Rob Manfred is going to be 60 games sit out the deal because they don't like the deal because it prevents them from filing a grievance and getting money
1: that they are justly deserved. I don't think that the the value proposition was never there for the players to accept the deal, especially like in these in this late stage, these like last two proposals that, that the owners have made. I feel like the the value proposition was never there for the players to consider accepting those deals over the situation which we're going to find ourselves in, which is playing a 54-game season or whatever, and them having the the grievance, being able to file a grievance in court and trying to get back some of their pay. The only way that they were going to uh, uh, go the other way and come to an agreement was that if the value was there, and that that value would come in the form of them playing an adequate amount of games that would guarantee them a certain amount of money throughout the season. And, you know, the owners just never kind of Got there, And that's going to be the, the owners made their bed in, in doing that. They, 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 it seems to me like they were like, okay, let's go to court then. And, and I think the owners have kind of been intentional in dragging this thing out so that they can actually have a better case in court saying that they've been arguing, they've been making offers. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to play the most games. Um, and now they've kind of wound the, the clock down, right? They've really, like, you know, like run out the clock in the fourth quarter here. And now we're at the end of the game. Uh, and now we only have time for so many games in the season, right? So I think the owners have honestly kind of gotten a, a, essentially what they've wanted. Because they never wanted to play these regular season games. They only wanted to play the playoffs. And however many post or regular season games was kind of required to get them there. So, I mean... And that is gross. That That is just absolutely gross that a sports owner would actually not want games to be played in the sport that they own because I, it is against their financial interest.
2: I don't think that 112 games are realistic. I thought... That 80, was... Yeah.
1: Yeah. i, I yeah. 82 I'm about,
2: was probably... Sorry. I, I'm talking not? about
1: more of these, lay, these last couple's proposals.
2: 82, I think, was the highest we all were kind of willing to go in a utopian world... But even when you think about the setbacks from COVID and all that, you know, there's no guarantee we'd even be playing right now. Will, the whole point, the players were the
3: one who threw out the 114. They're the ones who are going to actually have to play them because that was going to require double headers. It was going to require, you know, playing closer to to, two different teams. I just, uh, I think if they believed it was possible, why couldn't it have been? Because there's no money, Caleb? But it's their bodies that were having to be put on the line. If we're discussing that that uh, the number of games couldn't have happened, why couldn't it have been if the players
2: who were going to be the ones doing it said it could happen? I, I <laughs> this is why this whole thing has got me so ticked off. Is be, it's because what, no, it's, no, it's because again, it it. it it feels like the sides have changed the entire time. Like I feel like for the longest time again, we were pounding the owners, we were we were putting them up on a wall and 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 throwing darts at them, and and now I just the to use Joe's word, it feels gross. And before we go, for I do I want to at least get the the terms of what is going to actually happen. So before five o'clock Tuesday, the play association has to provide uh, whether or not they're going to be able to report to camp within seven days, a.k.a. by July 1st, and whether they will agree on the labor, health, and safety protocols necessary to conduct and complete the regular season and postseason. So again, it's going to be 60 games. It's going to start uh, the final full weekend or second to last weekend in July, the 24th through the 26th, if the Play Association comes back at 5 o'clock Tuesday to make this happen. But I, I look at look at NASCAR today. For example, look at what look at what they did today. There were more people on my timeline watching NASCAR outside of Daytona 500 weekend than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and totally. This is a sport that has literally been irrelevant before this year for a better part of about 5 to 10 years outside of the south. I got people who are living in Chicago and New York and Los Angeles who are watching NASCAR amidst two and two or three very bad, bad days for the sport, involving Kyle Larson using a racial slur, what we saw over the weekend with Bubba Wallace in the noose, and of course the outlawing of the Confederate flag, which has been met with some resistance. And yet, amidst all that, they are getting eyeballs. This is the opportunity baseball missed well
1: that's that's exactly it will that it's the opportunity they miss and like if they came to a deal today tonight uh, they had already missed that opportunity too you know like Always they older. had an opportunity weeks ago to get on top of this thing get ahead of this thing and see the potential that was out there for a sport that let's be honest like it's already a sport that's dwindling in terms of the attention in in the American public the audience is getting older it's getting less views like if you I saw a Gallup poll the other day, where it said like what's it was a poll of just like what's your number one sport that you like to watch and baseball it was like over all the many years going back to the seventies it was like a bar uh, line graph and baseball is just dwindling it all all the way down to nine percent in the most recent year and it was it, soccer was at seven percent like that is just insane um they already missed out on that opportunity and I don't think that even if they came to an agreement I don't think that people were going to be well let me say people were so turned off by just these negotiations in general that if they came to an agreement it's not like those those sentiments that fans held were just automatically like suddenly going to be turned and 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 wiped away as soon as the first pitch happened i think that they there were people who are so disgusted by what they've seen over the last few weeks that they're already done and yeah, it's really, it's, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, it is really tough to see what has happened uh, with NASCAR and good for NASCAR, but you just hate that to see that it could have been such a great opportunity for baseball. Here's one of the things that, that Will touched on last week when it came
3: to TV deals and, and things of that nature. That's the other part that major league baseball missed amongst all of this is because according you know once we do get this plan and if it does end up taking place that we have baseball games beginning at the end of july you know what else is starting at the end of july major league soccer you know what else is starting at the end of july basketball nba NBA playoffs yeah so all the national broadcasters are like oh we have our sports that people mm-hmm. actually want to pay attention to. We're not thirsty for Major League Baseball. You can go back to your regional networks and figure things out and good luck getting eyeballs when there is going to be playoff baseball, uh, playoff basketball taking place very quickly within, you know, the middle of August, I believe. And so where's your yeah? Where's your viewership? If you're starting baseball, as we talked about weeks ago, if you're starting baseball on July 4th, you've at least got a, a longer time span where people don't have anything besides NASCAR, and so maybe you're able to build on that. But now you're starting amongst the middle of all of this stuff, and no one's really going to care, and then everyone's already frustrated because of the bickering back and forth, and so, why tune into a game that hasn't kept with the times as far as people's attention span, and clearly
2: has no interest or the owners do in playing the game? And the other thing too is that how crazy viewing uh, habits have changed too, as a result of the pandemic. Again, a lot more people are are not working, so you know their their plans and their ability to watch things is is increased. Uh, this was a race that was rain delayed not only all day Sunday but rain middle. delayed yeah. in the middle of the day today. Like, the, ra- the race got done about a half hour before we started recording this podcast, and everybody's watching it. Like, I'd love to see what that number did on Fox. And again, Joe hit it right on the head. The major league, I don't know where the major league baseball owners think baseball fans are right now, but but guess what. The fact that they make so much money at the beginning of the year based off season tickets and the ability of people to purchase those seats, that's going to go away because they make their money at the beginning of the season anyway. The, the walk-up for a Major League Baseball game, the, the walk-up money you get from an individual baseball game that actually goes to the team is infinitesimal anymore mm-hmm. because of the secondary ticket market, StubHub, SeatGeek, all those companies are making all that money, and yet baseball does get a cut, but it's not even close to the cut they would get if they were selling the tickets themselves. So because of that, you're going to have a downturn in people who buy season tickets – you're going to have a downturn in interest. You're not going to have the ability to have those natural T windows. Think about the last five days in sports. We've had NASCAR. We've had German soccer. We've had European soccer. We've had Korean baseball. We've had all these things that have, and I wouldn't say they all have risen in popularity much, as much as NASCAR, but they've gotten an opportunity that baseball could have totally strangleholded and held by the you-know-whats, the Cajones. Yeah. and and, and, they-
1: the, and they don't have it. And if they had done that, it would have given them so much of a a boost, like, going forward, you know? Like, they could have taken... The next generation. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly right. They could have marketed their players around it. They could have, like... It, it, the opportunity can't be overstated in terms of what was out there for them. And we've talked about this throughout these negotiations, where it's just felt the whole time, like, neither of these two sides can really see the forest for the trees here. Like, they're they're deeply embedded in this situation where they're fighting and scrapping over dollars in the short term but in the long t- like it, it, it's like nobody saw what value what the opportunity cost was of all these negotiations which is just a shame here's
3: here's the other thing that we haven't touched on yet and it's it's so disheartening that this is the thing that everyone else every other sports league is now concerned about or, or focused in on again is we have a sudden or I shouldn't say a sudden outbreak but we're having outbreaks of COVID-19 within team facilities like whether it's college uh, whether it's uh, professional basketball or major league baseball who we say there's going to be a, a deal reach, you know, where Manfred is going to implement a season. But the big thing is they have to agree to safety protocols. And if there's anything that the players definitely need to be blamed for right now, what the heck are these guys doing getting together outside, having unsanctioned practices, spreading the virus around? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, everybody talks a really big quarantine game on Twitter. I feel like, but then it's like, okay, but IRL, I'll go to the bar, I'll go to you know, go to the restaurant. There was, the, yeah. there was
2: a, a women's soccer team that has yeah, yeah Orlando
1: it's, completely it's shut, shut down.
2: Shut down. They they are they aren't playing in their uh, return to play tournament because they got too many people who have the Rona.
1: A group of the players went to the went to a bar and they all kind of traced it back. Like the whole team essentially has coronavirus essentially because. Yeah. Those players were like That's at a what, bar, and it's like it's so funny. The the there's this sentiment that exists on Twitter and elsewhere um, where it's like, how could we be doing? How could we be putting athletes in this exposed, um, vulnerable position to go out there and play sports? It it's like, sports? It's, Like, meanwhile, it's like, well, if they're not playing sports, are they going to the bar? Like,
3: <laughs> well, but here's the thing. So all of these colleges and teams are talking about all these big plans that they have that you know we're going to be safe but it's all about once you're in the the mindset of your sport when you're free when you have your free time there is absolutely zero guidelines for that that's what happened in Clemson they got 28 athletes that have the virus and they think it's connected to a bar because mm. hey players are sitting around with nothing to do and you're like oh all right i you know i'm assuming they're they're of uh age and you know they're, everyone's they're an age of age yeah. in college right you know, i've been yeah. to a
2: couple of those clemson bars guys and you know i've never been concerned with covid maybe other things i'm kidding I'm no cl- but hey it's now. just it
3: yeah but it's one of those uh i joe i think you even said about the the braves apparently have had some pitchers getting together and having throwing sessions and it's just one of those things that i'm thinking what are we what are we thinking because the leagues are going to so much trouble to try to make these things safe, whether it's the NBA with the bubble, but now they've got
1: an issue where they've,
2: they even like uh, the bubble anymore.
3: <laughs> right. Well, well
1: there's, well, there's yeah. some players that do, some players that don't. That because it's the fascinating thing is like you have players who have different mentalities about how this is. There's a soccer player who like did a Twitter, uh, Instagram rant, Bill Hamid, about how it's like, why do they got to keep us locked in the Disney hotel? Like, what do they think? We're not adults, like we, we can't be responsible no, for ourselves all the like, yeah,
2: yeah, right, exactly. Davis Bertons <laughs> of the NBA said he ain't going to the bubble. He said, I'm, a, I'm supposed to be a free agent. To heck with that, I, I want to go get my nope. money later on.
3: Look, the NBA has gotten so desperate to try to convince their players to stay on campus that they are ignoring drug tests for marijuana.
2: They're like, "Smoke all the weed you want and stay here." <laughs> Get it delivered. But yeah, God forbid if you play doubles table tennis. That's a on violence. the same side.
3: But that's the thing. is like so. So now with Major League Baseball kind of trying to bring it back a little bit, is that we we think we are close to. Manfred implementing a season but it is dependent upon the safety protocols
1: and what if the players balk at that right yeah Yep. and can I can I say one more I want to say one more thing again to kind of bring it back to what we were originally talking about with just how much of a shame these negotiations have been and I am very certain in my own mind, and I have no idea if it's true, but I've got to feel like there are a substantial amount of Major League Baseball players out there who are not very happy at the way this has all gone down, especially looking at the 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 cohort of lower-paid players, you know, the, the guys the who are around minimum well, wage.
2: Because their best interest is not being met.
1: Right. And, and now, essentially, everybody's getting a, a flat cut off the top where I, you know everyone kind of poo-pooed it at the time because it was uh, the numbers were so drastic for the top earners but the progressive cut that that owners proposed I thought was a f- I thought that wasn't a half bad idea to be perfectly honest because you kind of protected your the, the players who needed the money the most you know it's like it, it's the same reason why we have progress- progressive taxes where it's like you don't want to have people you know the very rich and the very poor paying the same amount in taxes. Um gosh, it's just a shame. It's just a shame that this is how it's all shaken out.
2: So, we only got a couple minutes left. Are you more happy that we have at least what appears to be a framework of the deal or are you more ticked off that it got to this point and we have all this to look forward to about oh, 18 months from now?
3: I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry guys just pure it's just, apathy. I love it. It's yeah, it's just it's honestly, you know, and, and I will I will slightly blame Andy and Randy because uh they've since <laughs> this past Thursday, those guys have been DOA on baseball. They're they're just done, and I've listened to it long enough that I'm like, I'm with you. Like it's just whatever. You know, because honestly, the thing is, if we get a season, and I'm still not convinced we're going to get one, if we get a season, this year I'm gonna end up caring. Like I'm going to end up tuning into yeah. games I mean partially for the fact that it, it is my job, but this
2: podcast would be very appreciative. <laughs> into games. Yeah. I speak for
3: all three yeah. of us. <laughs> right? Including uh, you. But it is one of those I just like I, I know I'll end up going back, but there's just not that same appreciation and and I it is sad. And I feel like we've all kind of like had the somber tone this evening about
2: it. But it's just,
3: man, ugh,
2: I'm more like ticked I off. To hu- I need to Ten. hug you, Caleb, because I feel like I yelled at you earlier. <laughs> and I, I wasn't trying to yell at no, you. I was yelling okay. at Rob Manfred through you. I understand. Is that Okay. No, I'm more ticked
1: off, Joe? I'm more ticked off. I'm more ticked off. And even if they would have come to an agreement tonight, like we were talking about earlier, even if they had come to an agreement tonight, I'm just I'm still ticked off. I'm still ticked off that we're here right now. Like
2: we're this, past the point.
1: Like, yeah. It's like it's just it's so frustrating that these sides have not seen that opportunity that was there for them. So yeah, I'm ticked. I'm 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 not happy. And, and I'm like Caleb, you know, like once it gets going, I'll it, it will be routine and and i guess these things fade in time but it's not a good feeling right now and again not, not- and like you said will the the fall sports season is absolutely insane it's absolutely insane you've got ma- golf majors going throughout throughout the winter obviously some of them will happen after baseball's done but i mean
2: like we got triple crown on in
1: the indy 500 i worry for baseball that it's going to like fall by the wayside this year especially
2: it's going to get lost. I really think it is. and I also feel like the other part of this that I don't think we're talking enough about are those health and safety protocols because I feel like that is kind of getting rushed at the end. So like if you hadn't have gotten a deal with the finance like if you could have gotten a deal with the financials done a while ago, we could have spent more time on on what people are calling the how. Like, like, you know, the tell us when mm-hmm. and where, that's not good enough for me. Tell us how. Tell us how we do this and how we do this safely. Because I'll tell you right now, Major League Baseball says they have a uh, a book and a, and a, and a manual, and, and we saw parts of that manual that was originally proposed. I'll tell you right now, that book's fluid based yeah. on what the heck's been going on over the last couple of days and weeks. That book is very fluid. And like Caleb said, yeah. you know, I think there are a lot of people who even with – what Major League Baseball said Monday night, who aren't convinced that there's actually going to be a season until they actually see a ball and a glove on television. And a lot of that has to do with nothing that we've been talking about over the last 12, 13 weeks, it has everything to do about the fact that. I think the health and safety protocols are going to be sham put together at the last minute and they're going to be caught with their pants down around their ankles.
1: I'm I'm glad you you mentioned that Will because I think baseball is in a really tricky position here, I think more so than a lot of the other sports um because of the fact that many baseball managers and coaches are like very much older uh than the especially than the players. But they tend to be older and they tend to be unhealthier than a lot of other, you know, basketball coaches, soccer coaches, you know, these other these coaches from other sports. And we'll see with football. I think football has a similar issue with that. But I think that a lot of those guys are are definitely at higher risk. My my personal opinion on kind of the, the COVID situation with players is just a numbers game. If you look at the numbers on this thing, the players are not in a, a risky Cohort of people like f- for the players, it is you might feel something, you might feel sick, you might even feel real sick. But, um, you pr- like, honestly, there was a study came that coming out of Italy that was published yesterday, a preprint that was published yesterday, studying 4,300 people, um, who had come in contact with, with, uh, COVID 19 or SARS CoV 2, and of 40 to 20-year-olds, only 30% showed symptoms. So I think that like a lot of those players, these people, are not as risky. But again, if you have the managers, those people who are in very close contact, they are high risk. It just creates a dicey situation for baseball. Well, that's the thing that I kind of
3: spoke to you guys about before. I'm not worried so much about the players themselves, Mm -hmm. but they're going home to their families they're not living in a bubble like the NBA players are doing and the NBA is doing that just like MLS is doing this so that there is less of a spread. There's one thing Mike Conti got on the air and talked about the fact that Major League Soccer is the most proactive as far as testing people because that's one thing we haven't that hasn't really been discussed with Major League Baseball is how they're going to go about testing, how frequent is it going to be, be and how much can the virus spread? With people being asymptomatic until it gets to Granny and Granny dies because you were asymptomatic and didn't realize you had it and passed it on, or you know, sues to, to some of these guys who have pregnant wives. I just, I, I don't know. It just, it seems risky to me, and
1: I'm, I'm concerned. Well, there's lots of so- baseball managers out there who have grandkids too. So yeah, <laughs> they are the Something grannies.
2: That was. Something that was as frustrating as this whole thing was to me is something that I showed you guys in the group text. I don't know if it was over the weekend or earlier today, but that Eric Gregg strike zone from 1997, <laughs> the, the Marlins Braves. What a joke. That was some of uh, – and I remember watching that and thinking, oh, my God, is Eric Gregg blind? Explain to the people the game. So it was Game 5, I think, of the of the 97 series where they played the Marlins. The year the Marlins won the championship, it was Levon Hernandez was on the mound. And Eric Gregg, this is back when they had National League and American League umpires. And while the National League umpires' strike zones were traditionally more wide, the American leagues were more... Uh, Vertical Vertical. or more vertically uh, favorable, if you will, and Eric Gregg was the most prime offender. And his strike zone literally looked like an old Buick. When it comes, like (laughs) if it was in the same zip code of the stadium, it was a strike. There was one. I think it was a it was a it was a backdoor curve that landed in the in the right side batter's box. And Fred McGriff was at the plate, and he literally looked at Eric Gregg like, "You mother, you know what." (laughs) Well like
1: seriously? Fred McGriff stands so far off the plate anyway, it was hilarious to see just like how far away it was from him. Like even if he like reached out and like I don't even know if he could have hit it. But I remember watching I remember watching that thing with a freaking flagpole, dude. Yeah, I know. I remember watching that game and just being like, This isn't even baseball. Like this like what do you want him to do? It's like you've gotta like it's like a different game. It's like cricket or something. They've got to like try to like make contact somehow but it was ridiculous it was just well, the most frustrating baseball game i've ever watched in my life it made me realize you know angel
3: Hernandez's name gets dragged through the mud constantly <laughs> because well because he has this like personal vendetta with players yeah. And you know and he baseball, very
2: because he's suing them now
3: yeah he very much called games based on how he felt not what was actually taking place in front of him and that was the thing that i felt like in that game is it was he was trying to. Uh, oh, what, what was the pitcher's name? Um,
1: Lebron Hernandez.
3: Yeah, Hernandez. He was trying to help him get to fifteen strikeouts. It was just like, like yeah. what are you?
1: What are you doing? Just- and there was there was there was one strikeout in there where like he immediately calls strike three and then flips off his mask like he's
2: ready to get into a showdown with, with the like he knows <laughs> an argument's coming. Ugh. Do you remember the uh, the scene with the comedian? I think it was Steve McMichael like he was doing the stretch at Wrigley Field and he called out Angel Hernandez over the mic as he was doing, about to do the seventh inning stretch and Angel Hernandez turns around and <laughs> gives him that, like, you, you know what, you so-and-so. You're out of here.
1: You're out of here from the press box. <laughs> that
2: was, that was, that, that's the best Angel Hernandez story of all time. And, of course, as, as Braves fan detractors, I'm sure will point out to us, Uh, It was because of that National League strike zone that Tom Glavin was able to thrive as much as he did with that circle change because he certainly got the benefit of the doubt on some of those outside corner pitches that were uh, not exactly on the corner. It was a different era back then, for sure.
3: Uh, You remember the day when people watched baseball, even with bad umpires, but (laughs) they enjoyed it because there was actually games taking place and fans to care.
2: I would kill for a for a time where I can yell at Alfonso Marquez yeah. oh, for botching please. something.
3: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, yes. Ju- I just look, give me give me fifteen runs just so I can feel something. Just please,
2: I don't care. Give me Bobby, point. give me Bobby Cox trudging out to the to, to home plate to argue a call, something. You know, we used to complain about things like you know stalling, like like. Like managers who would make short mound visits, you know, or, or like elongated mound visits for stalling. This is what I feel like they've all been doing. This has all been stalling. Mm-hmm. We've been just stalling the inevitable. Intentionally, intentionally stalling from the
1: owner's perspective.
2: Are we all okay? Have, have all, have all no. of all our, uh... <laughs> if have you been listening to me this entire <laughs> podcast? I am not okay. <laughs> I meant like the three of us together. Are we okay? Eh, meh. It was we'll some yellow. <laughs> There was some well, yelling. We'll
1: be back next week at least for We need sure. to
2: go to podcast counseling. And while we do that, we hope you uh, keep downloading and listening to Batter Up, the radio.com podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the radio.com app search batter up or again wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if we have any particular change in the wording or verbiage or something dynamic goes down between now and the next time we are scheduled to record we will of course bring that to you in an emergency podcast. This probably does qualify as the somewhat emergency podcast, does it not? I, I would say that it probably is. Since we're I think earlier. Will's
3: been dying so hard to have an emergency <laughs> podcast we will count this one. Hey, I've won, I've I won want- one too to be fair. I know, I know.
2: Me too. <laughs> hey, I, I want it because I thought we were going to get something good and all that we've gotten is us moaning and whining at each other it's Like
1: we got a lump of coal for christmas yeah uh hey if anybody has questions uh all you just hit us up on twitter seriously and tell us uh, you have a question for the podcast and we'll gladly read it and answer it or especially if it's talk about brave. it and-
2: Braves related, yeah, yeah. We we have that we have that thing on the uh, we, we've been holding that outfield question for the Braves. We don't have enough time to get into it now, but we'll definitely get into it next time we reconvene. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely do more. Brayspot uh, at Willie P style on Twitter at atljohnson18 at ja patrick200. Joe, please change your Twitter handle. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> until next time, for Joe Patrick Caleb Johnson, I'm Willie P. Will Pelagic saying so long and thank you for listening to Batter Up, your Atlanta Braves podcast or radio.com, dot com and ninety two nine the game exclusive.